Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. Coming from a family where many of the women suffered from heart disease, Roxanne wasn't really surprised when she was told she had had a silent heart attack back in 2006. Fast forward to 2009, and Roxanne was referred to a larger medical center and was told she would require a new heart to live. She ended up waiting months in the hospital until finally, after three offers of a heart that just didn't work out, She received the heart of a 23-year-old firefighter on July 15th of 2010. Hi, you're listening to episode 49 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. We could think of no better way to celebrate Heart Awareness Month and Black History Month than by talking with Roxanne Watson. I think it's safe to say, although she wasn't surprised to have heart disease, what does surprise her is the places she's been, the people she's met, and the number of lives she has changed since being transplanted. Roxanne, you're a national advocate for organ, eye, and tissue donation, and I thank you for being on Let's Talk About Life today. You are so welcome. I thank you for having me today. Absolutely. I've been so excited to talk to you because I follow your story and every time you post, it's more and more amazing. (laughs) So I want to talk really about your donor, Michael. We mentioned he was a 23-year-old firefighter. Can you tell us about Michael? Well, he's Michael Bowville. He lives in New Jersey and actually he was a 23-year-old Coast Guard fireman. He was a hero in so, so many ways. Michael always wanted to be a fireman all of his life. His mom said since he was five years old, he always talked about being a fireman. He volunteered when he was in his teens, and he always wanted to be a professional fireman. He took the test for New York City, and of course, you know, the municipal uh, test was so long, the lines were so long, that he decided to sign up and go into the Coast Guard as a fireman. So he was living his dream life. He really was living his dream life. Uh, Everybody who saw him, knew him, said he was a great kid. That's exactly the words they used about him. Now, one day he he had just left his family from Sunday night dinner, and he was on his way to the Coast Guard station in Neck in Long Island. He lived in New Jersey, so he had to cross the bridge to come into New York, and unfortunately, he had an accident on the bridge. He was taken to um, the local hospital close to the bridge, and uh, his prognosis was really poor. His family came to see him, and uh, that was on Sunday night. And on Wednesday, his family decided that was enough, and there was really nothing else they could do for him. So they uh, decided to donate. That was Wednesday, so it took two days to find all of the people that could be helped by Michael. His family wanted to help as many people as they can, so they searched through all the hospitals in New York, and found, found matches. There were five of them. That's really an intriguing part of your story. Can you mm-hmm. talk about the, the five individuals that sure. Michael was able to save? 
Well, he saved a little Hispanic girl in Staten Island, got one of his kidneys. An 18-year-old African-American boy in the Bronx, actually in the same hospital I was in, received his other kidney. A 42-year-old Jewish man in Manhattan received his uh, double lungs. He had cystic fibrosis. And a 62-year-old Chinese man received his liver also in Manhattan. And I received his best part, as his mom says. (laughs) I received the best part, his heart. So he saved people in every single race. I mean, we were black, we were Spanish, we were Chinese, we were Jewish. Every single one of us, as we got to find out about people later, all of us were different religions. We were were, uh, Catholic, we were Baptist, we were Hindi. I mean, we were everything. So this is a story of, you know, a great donation, a family that was motivated to donate, a donor who actually was signed up to donate, and people in need everywhere in New York. We were all in, you know, like four different hospitals. So he went everywhere to help people, and everybody still alive. That's what always is so fascinating about donation and transplantation. We always say it doesn't discriminate, and it really doesn't. Anybody oh, no. can be a donor, and anybody mm-hmm. can potentially be a recipient. And exactly. What a wonderful gift of life that he gave so many, and not only the mm-hmm. recipients, but families, their families. Yeah. Wow. What a hero. And Yeah, and think about this. The youngest person was five years old. And the oldest person was 62. My gosh. So every single one of us was in a different decade of our life. We were teenagers, young girl, uh, somebody in their 30s, somebody in their 40s, somebody in their 50s, and somebody in their 60s. I mean, it was just an amazing story. It is. It is. And what a gift that he gave. Mm-hmm. His family is so proud of him still to this day. We talk with them and... Uh, you know, they do events and we do uh, media. Whatever needs to be done to share his story, we make sure that we try to do it together. Part of what I think is so interesting, again, about your story is how you met Michael's family. I think it's a once-in-a-lifetime event. Yeah, I was a lucky girl. Uh, in January of 2011, I was approached by uh, Oprah Winfrey's producers to share my story. She had uh, got my story through... Dr. Oz, and Dr. Oz is a doctor here in the city, and um, he was associated with my surgeon, so that was the connection, and I was asked, would I be willing to share my story, and this is in January, so I said, no problem, you know, of course I'm going to share my story with Oprah. Every couple of weeks, I was notified and spoke to this particular producer, and I just thought I was going on to show to talk about organ donation in the minority community because we were trying to appeal and always are trying to appeal to more minorities to sign up and be involved in organ donation. On June 1st of that year, I was invited to come to a studio in New York City uh, to tape a segment for Oprah's show. And when I got there to tape in the segment, I didn't know what was going on. And uh, Dr. Oz and, and Gail King were there and they told me they had a surprise for me. At first, they gave me a picture of Michael. I, I didn't know who, you know, I didn't know who it was at the time, but I figured it out really, really quick <laughs> <laughs> because I knew he was a 23-year-old male. That's all I was ever told about it, the oh, person. Okay. And so I saw the picture, and I, of course, absolutely, I knew it was him. 
uh, everybody cried, you know, and we just were told that uh, we were going to get some more information. Then a few minutes later, the studio door opened up and in walked his entire family. I mean, I still, I'm getting chills right now. I just, I'll never forget that day ever. I got chills as well. And I mean, how did you even, I couldn't even put two <laughs> sentences together. That would be amazing. We did it. We cried. Everybody cried for about five <laughs> minutes. And then they went to commercial <laughs> so they could get everybody back together. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. Everybody just cried. It was just amazing just to meet them. Fabulous. And uh, that day, uh, you know, we had our meet and greet and we we met after the taping. We all sat down and we talked about and they told me stories about Michael. You know, I just told that fan, I just vowed that day that I would, you know, continue to work. And I had started to work, but to continue to work and advocate for organ donation. And that really was the beginning of my very serious advocacy. I haven't stopped since then. <laughs> you have not stopped since then. You volunteer <laughs> with the Women's Heart Association. Yes. American mm-hmm. Heart Association. Yep. And your local organ procurement organization. I live on New York. Live on New York. (laughs) And Donate Life New York. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And Donate Life New York. During this time of COVID, nobody's going out and about to be Mm -hmm. an advocate. And I think you found a very unique way to continue. Yes. I was approached by a local radio station who was familiar with my story. And uh, they said, you know, you know, it'd be a great thing for you to come on and have a, a platform where you could be in touch with people all over the country, really, because the station is 10,000 watts and it probably, huh, I, I think it covers about 20 million people, a possibility of 20 million people. So I was like, absolutely, I'll do it, you know, no hesitation. And uh, it's been amazing. I mean, yesterday we actually had uh, a guest on that called in from Australia. It's been remarkable. That's the best way I can explain it. It's just been remarkable. The response. Never have a problem, obviously, flying in stories. There's millions of stories out there, and they're all from all over the world, people call. I just could have never even, you know, imagined that all this would happen. And their recipients, their donor families. Everything. Donor families, recipients. We have we don't do too many doctors and nurses because we're trying to really keep it patient based. Mm-hmm. And we say patient centered, we mean that because we find when people tell their own stories without the medical jargon and all that stuff that, you know, it's just more effective when people tell their own stories in their own words. Sometimes they bring their families on, you know, their friends call in. It's just just amazing. That is on WRCR 1700 AM, mm-hmm. correct? And it's on Wednesday right. mornings? Wednesday morning, 9.15 to 10 a.m. Eastern. And you can listen to it from all over the world on WRCR.com. You can get it on the computer. And that's where we have most of our people. You know, that's why we have such a big international audience. And then we also post a link if you can't get it, you know. So it's pretty widely available. It has been amazing. It really is. Yesterday was just like, (sighs) Somebody actually from one fifteen in the morning in Australia calling into the show. Oh, because of the time difference, yeah. Yes, 16-hour time difference. Next week we're going to have a lady from the U.K. I mean, it's just been, you know, because we need to hear the stories, you know, in the different countries and how things are handled and just not about just us. 
this is something that's a global phenomenon, and we just need to have everybody involved in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Organ donation and transplantation, it's just an amazing thing. And everybody has that power to save a life. Everybody should make mm-hmm. that decision. There's nothing like it. No, absolutely not. Just like, I just want everybody to have the conversation and to register. If you don't want to register, some people are still reluctant to register, at least have the conversation with your family so someone is not left standing there making a decision for you. But we obviously, we want you to do it because, I mean, there's no greater gift. You know, I'm here alive because someone made that decision and four other people that wouldn't have been alive are alive. So we just want everybody to make a decision, share with your family what your decision is and sign up to be all of them. Roxanne, we thank you so much for being with you us so today welcome. and sharing thank your you story. Thank you for having me. Ah, our pleasure. Thank you. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, on lifebank.org. We encourage you to subscribe and invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.